not boring ready. Are you ready? No. No? no. Not yet? You want to give it another like 15 seconds? Yeah. Just complete just that sit song. in silence. Sit here and stop. Everybody know what we're doing? <laughs> yes, I am ready. That works. No, I'm done down. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready I for am, this? I am always ready. <laughs> I was born with too much energy. And, <laughs> and it shows. Sometimes. Um, welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting Mistakes Were Made. And you might be thinking to yourself, is this their coveted two-star Tuesday? It's not. Not today. Not today. We'll get into why and more on the next episode. We'll see. No, fuck <laughs> um, My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting here with the beautiful, the gorgeous, the effervescent, the hair fresh from the bath, Kristen Pennington. Adding compliments, that one. You gave more. me uh, the reading. one with the white teeth last time. <laughs> the I think. one with the I white like, teeth. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> She's got everything that you can need. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. She has eyebrows. <laughs> I don't always have to draw them on. Uh, and it went skitter scattering across the floor. Uh, we have no show notes for you today. Nope. We have no movie for you today. We're just going to kind of wing the fuck out of this thing. But you're in luck. We are a lot more sober than we were last time. Uh, <laughs> right now, anyway. Right now. Catch uh, me in an is, hour. My first swig. It is currently oh, it's almost 6 o'clock. It's fucking 5.40 oh, really? in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that late. Brett just got done editing, so. Oh, fucking kill me. It's been a, a busy day. I show you that part in there where, um, like, you know, the two, two, twos, like the, the problem people have with using the word two, like T-O-T-O-T-O-W. Oh, yeah. There was a part in one of the um, scenes where they were talking about horses. And they're like, he's used to having two people ride him at a time or whatever it was, right? So used to having two. Mm-hmm. But they spelled it used T-W-O, used to, having two, T-O. <laughs> Got him backwards. Got him completely backwards. <laughs> How do you fuck up two of the twos in one sentence? Didn't even fuck up two of the twos in two sentences. Me, me. Me, me, me. No, the, <laughs> the problem is... Um, which I'm not making some sort of profound statement, but it'll give us a jumping off place, um, is you've got the your, your, two, 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 there, there, there. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there, there. Yeah. That sounds like you're trying to comfort someone. Uh, there, there. I, I am. I'm trying to comfort future me by sending out good writing information to people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> don't but, send me your sloppy yeah. first draft. The first thing I do when I write anything is I go into it, I hit control F, which is find, which is like the only thing I know how to do, but I'm going to fucking pretend like that's some massive mind Control drop. Control S is safe. I know that because Premiere crashes all the time, so yeah. Control S all day. I didn't know I could do that. I should do that more often. I'm always like clicking around for a button. Well, you save as though. That yeah. would screw you if you did that. But is anyway, it- I um, when I finish writing something... I click open that little find bar and I type in T-O and then I go through all the uses of T-O and I read them. It takes about 45 seconds. It's actually smart. To church, to bed. And then I go T-O-O and I go look at all my T-O-O's and if those are all good, then I do my T-W-O's and then I do your and your. So you got Mm Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E 
those are easily fucked up. And the most important one is the there, there, theirs. I will slap a motherfucker over the there, there, there. It's not comforting in this bitch. I'll fight you. And surprisingly, I don't think I've ever had that problem before. You had the problem of air and air today. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen that. Like <laughs> air, A I R, and air, H E I R. So they were talking about a member of this like royal family type thing, and they're saying she had an air of authority, but they used H E I R. Like she had an air. I was like, no, she is an air, and she has an air, and those are two different airs. The English language is funny, folks. Um, this headset is driving me yeah. crazy. I'm sorry. I keep fiddling with it. It's like <laughs> stabbing me in the ear. It's like, it's like the one that kept shocking you. I that told one you day. you shouldn't have hooks. This one. Shouldn't no, have hooks on no, your No, it's not the hook that's bothering me. It feels like I'm being stabbed in the ear, like in my eardrum. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're getting shocked. It doesn't feel like a shock so much as like there's something pokey. Anyway, sorry. Flow ruiner. I don't know. Do you have any interest? It's usually you though. The, so. There, there, there. Two, two, two. Um, I just kept looking over at you, and you were looking orangutan, like trying to pull <laughs> trying bugs to fix my head out of the side of your dome. Damn head no, I know the difference. So thankfully, I normally get them right every once in a while. I send you a text message that makes no fucking sense because <laughs> I am a uh, person who's thinking about what I'm saying later in the sentence as I'm typing what I was yeah. previously thinking. And other times so. you're using that talk to text, and it's just complete yeah. goddamn gibberish. Sorry, like. you can't understand me for shit. <laughs> But uh, I, I thankfully normally get them right. But yeah. every once in a while, you get a, a text message where I'm like, that didn't make any sense. It sounds pretentious, and I come off like a grammar Nazi, but I got a double degree in this, so my apologies. Well, it's like, if you were, like, literally just texting me, yeah. and you were, like, constantly nitpicking my text, a lot of the time you don't even acknowledge, like, my mistakes in my text, but, unless like, that would be really pretentious. Funny. Yeah, unless yeah. it's something funny. That would be pretentious, but... If someone's trying to publish a book, they should probably know how to spell things. Yeah. I deleted um, a entire page and a half today. Oh, wow. I just highlighted it, drug it all the way down, and said, nope. Not today, son. It was a thing I've never come across before, right? So this story, um, which I can't get into detail on because I would be violating a contract and my career would be ruined over $150. <laughs> oh, not not movie. Did I call it a movie? The no. story is uh, told in the first person past tense, which is confusing enough as it is, because you get lines like, "I was shorter than I should have been," and it's like you still are shorter than you should have been. Like you weren't just then. Like you currently are now. That's a trait. Yeah, you were like I wasn't. A very tall person or something. Yeah, along those I wasn't lines. a very tall person. It's like, and thus you are still not a very tall person. A year has passed in these events. I am presently. Yeah, unless you gained. Yeah, I presently am not a very <laughs> tall woman. Um, <laughs> Hit me yeah, up tomorrow, no. though. You never know. <laughs> yeah. The first person, third is, uh, or first person past is strange. And then there was like an asterisk point for like time passing. And then she jumped characters to somebody on the other side of the room in the middle of like chapter 12 or whatever the fuck number we're on right now. And then that person was in first person, which I think creates the first time I've ever read a past present first person omnipresent fucking How do you acknowledge that you're a different character though? They type the name up in the top. It didn't make sense. It was like if if, yeah, if, like if a... Mike is the main character and it's all in Mike's head, right? Mm -hmm. And then you jump to George. 
um, they put George and then the story from George's perspective. But it's not happened at all in the past 12 chapters. I have seen that done in like writing blogs and stuff on the internet where people do fan fiction. So I have seen it before and I oh. wonder if that's where she, this person, yeah. picked that up because I have never seen that done in a book, but I've seen it done like in like writing on the internet that like just young authors are doing. Well, it's something you can do with a camera. Yeah. Like when you're doing it, like when you're writing in first person, you have all the knowledge. Like the narrator is telling you the story, right? Mm -hmm. That narrator can't jump into somebody else's head or you're in third person omni. Mm -hmm. And um, you can do it with a camera. Mm -hmm. You and I can be having a conversation. I could be like, well, fuck this conversation, and I walk outside. Then the camera can stay in here with you, and then moments later show my perspective outside. The thing that I don't... That's strange. The thing that I don't like about it, though, is most of the time when I've seen it done that way, they restart at the beginning, so you're getting the entire story all over again just from the other person's perspective, and it's like... It's not so different that it's worth retelling. <laughs> like, Almost pick... like if I was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And then there was a camera outside and you heard it a second time. Fuck this, I'm out of here. And yeah. then I came through the door. Yeah, it's I, like if you're going to do it in first person, pick the most interesting, yeah. worthwhile character to tell that perspective from and just stay with them. Otherwise, do it in third person and then you can move around yeah. with your characters. It's not something I've really thought about before, but like, how does perspective like that type of perspective, not like where the camera is type perspective. How does that perspective influence camera choices and uh, stuff like that? Like first person perspective? Yeah, like you can't, you know, tell a story on film the way you can in writing. You can't say Ashley thought about going blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. Or Ashley thought about the street sign she saw. Well, I think the... So do you, do you the shoulder sudden. it behind the person or make that person the key focus? Or if you wanted to tell almost like a, a multiplicity of people's perspective, you could hop it around? Well, I think the like sudden popularity in found footage type films are kind of like the film industry industry's response to um, like playing in that type of writing style because mm-hmm. you almost get this the perspective of you're looking through the person's eyes like a lot of the time it's like we're literally saying this is a camera someone's picking up and toting around and it's very jumpy but you get that perspective of seeing the world through the camera holder's eyes so i feel like that's probably um because you know it's very popular for a while the camera in that way becomes the narrator yeah because yeah that there was a good couple of years where a lot of films were being made that way that shaky handheld footage look and i I, goddamn blair witch if i had to say you were trying to emulate a first person movie style that would probably be the way you'd go about it like the camera is the person like because i can't i mean i can look down and see my hands but i can't see my own face sitting here so it's the same concept like the camera is my eyes but i'm not a huge fan of who had a better found footage movie the guy who did the Zabruder film, or that dude who was right under the tower when the plane hit on 9 11? Aww. <laughs> That's not. Which one of them had the better pacing? Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Getting dark early. It's a joke about the Kennedy assassination. 
borrowing a line from that Oliver Stone movie, JFK. <laughs> but I'm going to rapidly turn this conversation in a more positive direction. Okay, because I was about to start talking about Waterworld. So nope. Because <laughs> nope. I was trying to, like, I was like, who's that dude? The dude that was in JFK and Waterworld oh, no. and Mr. Brooks. Has um, he ever done a good movie or is it just him <laughs> and Nicolas Cage just forever out there? <laughs> Just buying contracts. They're like, I am in debt. I desperately need money. Sure. I would have gone with Cloverfield as the first. Or Blair Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch would be like my first yeah. like really memorable found footage type film. But, yeah. I'm sorry. Dark jokes aside. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about Nicolas Cage. That dude's going through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a 9-11 happened. Nicolas Cage remains a beautiful disaster that has impacted a generation of people. We'll never see the world the same way again. So, like, I saw him in There's a lot of air. really good memes of his faces where he's, like, all, like, yeah. crazy-eyed. When he nails it, he fucking nails it all the way. Like, he, he hits it, he blows it. He's in one of my favorite films, The Matchstick Men. Is one of my favorite movies. Is that the one where they burn him alive? No, he, he's a he's a Wicker con. Man, that's Wicker yeah. Man. The, the matchstick man he's a con man and he's like doing all these crazy cool cons the ending's really interesting but there's a part where he's running out of medication and he goes to the pharmacy and these guys won't get out of his get out of his way like he's trying to push to the pharmacy because he's having this massive panic attack and then uh, he like cuts the line and the guy behind him and he goes hey man have you ever heard of a line and Nick Cage spins around and he goes hey you ever been dragged out into the street and beaten until you piss blood <laughs> Such a sudden escalation. (laughs) I I love the matchstick. I didn't mind National Treasure. Like his acting wasn't the greatest ever, but I didn't mind it. But I think the only movie that he's done that I've seen that I like actually really enjoyed. Have you ever seen City of Angels? Sounds familiar, but no, I haven't seen it. I think earlier in his career, it was him and uh, Meg I'm Ryan. I'm confusing it with, like, American Beauty. So, <laughs> they come way off. <laughs> Probably. Um, it was him and Meg Ryan. And, um, like I said, I think it was pretty early in his career. But he plays an angel. Yeah. And, um, like, they look just like normal people. They don't have, like, wings or anything flashy. And um, It's always a good move. Yeah, like making them yeah. look normal. I think I think they like dress like more in like white or whatever. If I'm remembering right, I've kind of like seen the it Chino a long time. Devil's Advocate, where he plays the lawyer mm-hmm. across from Keanu, like mm-hmm. he's just a regular old guy, you know. Yeah, but um, it's kind of a cool perspective for like if you're writing or shooting a movie or writing a book mm-hmm. or anything about um, like angelic. Uh, bodies because it's instead of like we're this all perfect all knowing like figure he he doesn't understand humans because they're not capable of feeling emotions of any kind so like he his job is to you know come get like people and take them on to heaven or whatever and um he meets Meg Ryan because she works in a hospital and she's like trying to save someone who's dying on her and um he can hear her thoughts and stuff, like, hear, like, her whole inner monologue, like, don't you fucking die on me, yeah. or whatever, and then she, like, breaks down and cries about it later, and he's just like, oh, like, this is, like, a strange thing, like, mm. sadness, like, what is all of this? So he, like, kind of becomes obsessed with her, and, like, follows her around a lot, and then, um, oh, it's such a sad movie. Like, he ends up, uh, he has a choice to leave heaven and come be- 
become like a human because he falls in love with her and like they want to be yeah. together and becomes a human and realizes for the first time like what emotions are and then I think like immediately after he becomes a human I think she dies oh fuck it's been a while since I've seen it he may be the one who dies but I'm 90% sure she dies that would be the she's... funnier way to do it I don't want to be in heaven I want to be down there with her <laughs> and then like he like wakes up and he's like homeless on like the side of the road and he's like I'm I've got a body and then he like runs <laughs> into the street and smashed by a bus just <laughs> no, I think almost immediately after and then just roll after. credits <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure she's the one who dies so then it's like oh you want to know what sadness feels like here you go oh god damn <laughs> but it was like a hell of a performance on his end no you, you those heavy fucking plots you don't see enough of those like people are like churning out films sometimes and they, they we've talked about it on here before but you almost lose that poetry you know to it to mm-hmm. struggle you know I've not seen the movie but I can imagine like kind of how that would play out it's a really good movie as far as like romantic no it's the perfect conflict and like people have this idea of an arc as like a kind of curvy A like the top of the A and then it is that Jack snoring what does that sound that's a bird little squeak squeak little chirp (laughs) chirp um and really, if you look at the arc, it, it comes up and then it comes down and then it's got another slow rise to it, which is your like resolution happens in this smaller secondary mm-hmm. dip after the climax, you know? And that gets ignored a lot of the times. So you want character A to accomplish objective B, but when he, he or she accomplishes objective B, they're still alive and you still need to get to the end of your story. So there needs to be a smaller conflict on the end where it's almost like, is it all going to fall apart already, you know? And then resolution. So I'm sure even that movie, when she dies, has that level of, well, she's dead, which is goddamn devastating. Mm -hmm. But he's not just going to walk away from the movie being a sad human being. Yeah, no, he's got a a friend of his that's also an angel and I think they kind of have that like moment where they meet and he's like I'm sorry she's gone and he's kind of like oh, fuck but now I'm a human and I get to feel all these things and yeah. life is still kind of weirdly beautiful because there's like this they have like they mention God in the film but they never show what God looks like or anything they just reference God being up there somewhere but they have like this repeated uh, symbolism of these angels watching the sunset and they don't have emotions to appreciate the beauty of the sunset so I think at the end of the film, he's watching the sun, or sunrise, sorry, not sunset. At the end of the film, he's watching the sunrise as a human, and for the first time in his life, appreciates that it's a beautiful thing, even that, after she's already dead. Yeah, no, we gotta so, watch this movie. It's a good sorry movie. if we've ruined it for all <laughs> It's an old it movie. It just got ruined for me live on the air. So. <laughs> it's an old movie. If you haven't seen it, that's on you. It's some Nick Cage movie from 1997. It's like, this was his only good performance, yeah, and then we were like, a... we're just gonna tank the whole plot. <laughs> it's the only movie of his that that I've seen that I've like thoroughly yeah. enjoyed. I thought you were gonna be like gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, yeah. man, all about it's a in romantic go, movie. Go but... find Lenore. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all cool. have our own Lenores. We need to go find our Lenores and fight like hell to get our Lenores. <laughs> and if you have to go through a whole list of other cars to get to Lenore, you get to fucking Lenore. <laughs> 
You feel better? Get no, that was my motivational speech. That was my Gary V moment. <laughs> Does your car have a name? No. You didn't name uh, your car? I, I, it has the vague Jeep, Jeep. title of she. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I always call it. Cheap Jeep. Jeep. <coughs> She's a cunt and she breaks down every three months mm-hmm. and makes my life a living She's hell. It takes all my money, mistress. but no, I don't have a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a he truck before, yeah. My last truck, I, I referred to that one as a he because it got that, tagged um, on the fucking interstate and kept a tanking around. That motherfucker went to the end. I was like, you got this, dude. I don't know if it applies to cars, but isn't it unlucky to not name a boat a woman's name? I don't wasn't know if it's unlucky, um, but I know, like, I'm not going not gonna to say that joke. It's a John McCain joke. <laughs> Reel it in. On a positive note, I started to say it earlier. If they named it Titanica, maybe it could have gotten around that goddamn iceberg. Aww. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> now for the third time, I'm going to try to rein us in a positive direction. Like all of the Navy Stop. ships are named after dudes. None of them are named. There's not like the USS Margaret Thatcher. Like that <laughs> They're all named after racist-ass presidents. <laughs> I could have I could have totally made that up, but I thought I heard that it was unlucky to name a boat a male's name. I don't know. Again, I think that's, I think that that's drunk Floridian lore. The, I think it's old sailor lore. I don't think it's necessarily like we're, we've got a big you know, oil tanker we're driving We got a big bad boat named Bertha. We got a big bad boat named Bertha. We got a big bad boat named Bertha. Go kill hey, And Forrest Gump, they were, they named the boat Jenny and Lieutenant Dan survived that storm even without his God legs. Goddamn right. Jenny didn't survive AIDS, but that ain't oh. Forrest's problem. <laughs> oh, we have no topics. I'm just going I keep trying to um, rein us in a direction. Rain us, you, keep, rain us in. You, you keep cutting me off. Sorry. So on a positive you note. You almost lived a life where uh, I didn't sing I've Got a Big Bad Boat Named Bertha for first. I quit. I'm signing off. You guys are just going to be stuck with Brett for the rest of this episode. I will <laughs> catch you on the flip side. For the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay because we have HelloFresh, so dinner's going to be on point. You're goddamn right. But... Again, for now the fourth or fifth time, on a positive note, a little happy PR here. Uh, If you have been with us since the beginning of this podcast, you have heard on many occasions, Brett and I complain about all of our mic woes. Oh, yeah. And we have two blue Yeti mics and one Yeti Nano. So all of our mics are blue products, but... Um, the one we're talking into right now, Kristen bought the other two I bought. That's important for the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah, I bought the one that works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just I've been clarify. Telling you guys for like six months, there's going to be two microphones. It'll be here next week. And then it always just goes straight to hell in a handbag. <laughs> I bought the one that works. Let's yeah, just yeah, clarify. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, Brett got a mic secondhand from work, um, the other Blue Yeti that we have. 
for a super good deal. Like, actually, I think I kind of yeah. nudged you into buying it because I was like, that's like half what it normally I costs. I a pawn shop and I think it cost me $60 or yeah. some shit. Like, you like paid that. like yeah. half the normal price the of mini it. Crazy. I got for free. Yeah. Some dude just walked in and said, I don't want this and left it. And I was like, well, <laughs> I am trying to get this podcast <laughs> off the ground and I would like a tiny microphone <laughs> in case we had three people. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, for a while there, basically gave up on the other mics. I was like, I, I have Googled all of creation trying yeah. to find out what's wrong with this mic. And I reached out to Blue Microphone. So I'm going to praise them for a second because we shit on them a little bit back Hell, at the beginning. Fuck yeah. Um, That's a, they, they didn't ask for the receipt. Well, I, I, they, I didn't ask them. Yeah, but like um, they, they were like, did you buy this in a retail shop? It was more like you were using our product. Let's give you our product. Well, I didn't. I didn't ask them if I could like send it in or anything. I was just like, "Hey, do you have any advice?" Because I was like, "I've tried a lot of things, yeah. and I cannot get this mic to work. I don't know what the problem is. Like, I'm sure you have techs that work there. Is there somebody that like has experienced this issue yeah, before? So something we can fix on a MacBook. Yeah, know? I was like, I have no idea what's going on, and they were like. Well, is it in warranty? And I was like, uh, no. Like, we bought it secondhand mm-hmm. from a pawn shop, and I don't have a receipt <laughs> for it. And, um, like, all they said back after that was, like, we'll send it in. Yeah. We'll test it, and if we can't get it to work, we'll send you a new one. And then I've, I you know, sat on it for, like, a month just because we've been so busy, like, didn't bother to mail it in. And they sent a follow-up message, and they were like, hey, like, you haven't sent the mic in. We're still waiting. Like, what's going on? And so I finally got around to mailing it out. And they sent me a follow-up message that was like, hey, we got your mic. We'll let you know, like, in a couple of days or whatever. And then all I got back was, you know, we've sent a package. It's on the way. And here's your tracking information. <laughs> I was just like... Okay, like, are you just sending my same mic back? Like, yeah. what's going on? And I sent a message to the rep that I'd been in contact with, and they were like, oh, no, we just sent you a new one. <laughs> so Fuck I was like, yeah. hell yeah. So for a $60 pawn shop, <laughs> we landed how expensive are these fucking things? Over $100. Oh, well over, yeah. yeah. I don't know the exact price, but they're over 100 no, yeah. We should wait a week and do the same goddamn thing with the Mini. We'll have, like, $700 worth of shit for Well, like the Mini works. Bucks. We finally figured that one out. Yeah, the Mini's just got this weird echo that we're... Yeah, it, uh... You have to... Like, you can't just plug straight into the mic for some reason and hear the playback live. Like, you have to turn on the live monitoring mode, and there's a delay in it. So there's a weird echo, and... Not about that life. Trying to work our way around it. If you're tech savvy and you know how to stop the thing from echoing, it's it's not a huge echo. It's probably like it's annoying. half a second behind. But it's annoying. if you're trying to talk really fast, it, it, it just all sounds like gibberish in the back of your head. And it's head. not bad if you're listening to somebody else talk. Like yeah. if I was hearing like a delay on your voice, that's fine. But like hearing my own voice out loud and then also hearing the delay in my ear yeah. is really obnoxious. Yeah. It, 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 I think it would be fine like if you weren't plugged into it mm-hmm. like headphone wise and I might try to give that a shot but I have issues with being too far away or too close or too Yeah, loud. which is why they recommend wearing the headphones yeah. because you can monitor your own like levels like if I lean in I know you know. Hello? <laughs> is anybody is out me? there? Yeah. <laughs> But kudos to Blue Microphone. <laughs> As Brett <Wow>. is awkward. <laughs> we will hopefully, within a week's time, have two mics. Two mics. I also bought 
a shock mount. I only bought one because at the time Blue hadn't reached out to me. So eventually you may stop. Because I keep all these deep ass jokes. So you may stop hearing Brett doing that right there. <laughs> Brett slapping on the table. <laughs> I got a shock mount because he makes 9-11 jokes. <laughs> got to mount his shock. Got set a ceiling for this motherfucker. <laughs> Oh my god. I'll punch through that glass ceiling. Uh, I think that was something Hillary Clinton said in a voice. I think Brett needs show notes. Yeah, I, I need direction in my life. I sat on the porch in silence for three fucking hours typing in edits to some of the worst horseshit I've ever read. Send us your stories, people, but if you do, just know your tutus. Oh, speaking of You're working there, there, there. Speaking of working with other people. Speaking of working with other people... um, For the first time ever. For the first time ever. We will be um, interviewing my friend, Shelby. Not interviewing, but doing a show with my friend, Shelby. We'll be hosting a guest. she is the owner of the business, The Curious Corvid, who made those lamps that we've been telling you guys about. And you need to go fucking find her on Facebook at The Curious Corvid. Um... And buy these things. She's been doing some crazy shit. She put up a fucking shadow box today that had flowers and pinned butterflies. And she's got this cool necklace. It's got like a, like a preserved bumblebee and a vial mm-hmm. and all these other jewels. There was a headdress up there. We're going to ask her all different kinds of questions. Let me pull up the message. Um, if I, was- I sent her earlier because she... Uh, I was like, hey, are you going to be available on Sunday afternoon so we can we can do this? She's like, yeah. I was like, that's cool. Da, 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 da. And then she goes, I'm currently bargaining with a man for coyote toes and claws and some random animal pelvises. If I'm lucky, he's throwing vertebrae in as well. <laughs> so that's who you guys get to hear from. And if I've got on the Friday. calendar right in my head, yeah, she is the episode after this episode. Mm-hmm. So you guys will hear her following this episode. It's going to be interesting. It's our first guest. Mm-hmm. We, we want guests. We want writers to, you know, fucking submit some things so that we can talk about the writing process with somebody else. I get it. Not all of these are hitters. You're like, well, what would happen if they actually brought other creative people? That's, I, I have the same problem. But uh, none of you motherfuckers are sending me an email. So uh, I'm going to take my rage out on you. But... Shelby will be here on Sunday for the recording, and I'm very excited about it. Um, I don't know what the fuck we're going to... We're going to learn some crazy shit about... Yeah, because I have no idea how she does any of that stuff. about preservation, about where she gets these things. Like, I know that there's been legal issues in the past where, like... She got warned that she couldn't send bones across state lines, and she was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't want the fucking ATF or whoever kicking (laughs) my goddamn door down over, like... Coyote penises. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt she was buying that. Yeah, no, it wasn't coyote penises. But, um, no, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm I'm very excited to do that episode. I am curious, specifically, like the bones and. Are stuff. you a curious cor- corvid? No, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what corvid is. Is it like insect? No, I think it's like a. Uh, I want to say it's similar to like a museum or something. It's like a display, if I'm not mistaken. For the benefit of Mr. Kite? Let's look up, Corbin. Let's see what no, the... no, I'll look it up. You keep going. Oh, um, I was going to say the bones and stuff are really cool. Like, I'm 
a big fan of the little animal skulls that are in yeah. our lamps that we have. But I'm actually very curious how they preserve the bugs in particular in such good shape. Like, the butterflies she posed, like, their wings aren't damaged at all. Like, the little... I don't even know what the bug is that's in my lamp. Is that a cicada? What is that? Yeah, I think so. Um, like, in perfect shape. So I'm curious how they, like, find such perfectly like preserved, preserved yeah yeah and then position them because you know they they style them how they want yeah. them to look i think so she's done some things with, that is. yeah i think she's done some things with roadkill but i think those were things that she'd ordered corvid yeah. is a type of crow so it's like the, that's a that's a very cool hmm. name wow, i was like, way off on yeah, that it's, it's like a raven crow type thing she'll have all this information I'll be like why did you name it that and she'll yeah. be like here's the reason and I'm not going to speculate on her you know uh, shanty business dealings but <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to get her on with the first guest cheers Bless. we're going to get her drunk we're going to make her drive home aww <laughs> that's not true I'll probably wind up cooking dinner or something but Oh no, it'll be awesome. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. And we got shock mounts coming in so that the, we have a shock a mount shock coming in. I gotta order another one. Is that gonna be like a stand that's like on the floor? It'll clip to the table. It's an arm that'll clip to the table. Oh, it, which you can take it off, like it's not permanent. Yeah. So we can take it down when we're not using it. But uh That's lucky. It'd be a little weird if we were sitting here eating dinner. <laughs> There's dinner. No, no. If we were hanging out in our podcast studio going over notes. <laughs> <laughs> the diner. Yeah, I got all the work done at the fancy diner today. I brought my laptop. Kristen brought her laptop. Realized there was no Wi-Fi, so she could, oh, yeah. she was limited in the amount of things that she yeah. could do. I was like, I'm editing a Word document, and she's like, I need to get on this website, and I can't. Here. Yeah, so. I was trying to make a. We started doing little like snippets of the podcast and little making little things. teaser videos. Yeah, and uh, I needed to be online to do that, and. I am so used to, I guess, the fact that my phone has data. I was just like, oh, I'll just open my computer and it'll do its thing. <laughs> then I was like, fun. fuck. God damn it. And there was nobody nearby who was dumb enough to not have a password so I could steal from them. I mean, there were plenty of dumb people around. <laughs> as far as Wi-Fi goes. It's a diner. Okay. No, that was actually it's interesting. It's a diner for artistic minds. It's not a diner. It's a laundromat. It's a diner for blue collar. Blue? Collar. Collar. Uh, bluegrass people, <laughs> blue collar. Uh, probably bluegrass people too. Like I'd imagine it's on their iPod. That was an interesting. <laughs> that was an interesting morning at the laundromat, though, because uh, diner. Because <sighs> uh, normally Brett and I go and work on um, show notes for the episode, yeah. or for two, the Two Star Tuesday episode, and uh, Brett was still having to do edits, so Brett was actually working, and I was just like, once I realized I couldn't yeah. you do were, like, my back. teaser, I was like propped up reading a book, and I was like, oh, this is kind of nice and relaxing, and then I started to say that to Brett, and then I looked over, and he's just furiously typing away, I was like, maybe not. <laughs> nice you know just reading a book relaxing just getting passive information and i'm like this bitch is ruining the only thing that i love not, not you but the the, 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 the contractee <laughs> and ironically i was reading first person short stories that were much better <laughs> much better you, you were reading some like film noir type stuff mm -hmm. today is that how you say it mm-hmm 
I like that because it's one of those things that you you either say noir or you say noir. And noir. if you say noir, then you're a bastard. But like, <laughs> tomato, people, tomato. Yeah, people that use French words that have like American pronunciations, uh, but they say them in a French way, they piss me off. <laughs> and you can't get around noir. <laughs> Your face. Like you can call it like, give me a French word. Um. Oh, you put me on the spot. French word that we use. That we use? Yeah, like rendezvous. Uh, but you can't, like, rendezvous. Croissant? Croissant. Like, <laughs> if I was in a Starbucks and somebody was like, hey, give me a croissant, I'd punch that person <laughs> for my family. Because my family's English and German, <laughs> and both the English and the Germans have a long history of punching people who say mm. croissant. Like, I don't think... It's a croissant, okay? Hit that T. Hit that T or I'm going to break this bottle over your dog. Brulee, is that French? Yeah. Creme bru- brulee? Creme brulee makes sense. And creme makes sense. Like, I, 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 you wouldn't call it a cream brulee. <laughs> filet mignon. <laughs> Back to that one filet. again. Filet, yeah, filet. Another good example. I don't know why we're going into the word differences amongst the French fucking pronunciations. But, you know, I ain't got any show notes. So I was super depressed these past like three days. And, I'm winding into my manix. I'm happy about it. <laughs> Which is uh, relevant to probably stuff we've talked about in the past. Sometimes you just need to take a break. And so we just took a break. Yeah, we were going to watch a movie and I was like, I am too sad. Can we watch a space documentary so I could just think about the bleakness and the complete lack of impact I have as a person? That makes me feel better when I'm sad. Oh, that was a really good one. What was that called? Do you remember? I can't remember, but it was about the Voyager missions. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I'd seen it before and I told you about it, or maybe we'd even watched it like two years ago. But um, it's a really interesting documentary that follows the, um, the, the both the Voyager missions, but it focuses on people who were more invested in Voyager 2 Mm -hmm. like Voyager 1 went out and um, it was the thing that got there first for everything but Voyager 2 is what took that picture that Carl Sagan used for his pale blue dot speech Mm -hmm. um, where they were so far out they were like on the edge of our galaxy or whatever and then spun the camera around and took a picture and Earth is a dot the size of a star in the middle of this black velvet. Which I actually didn't know that was interesting. Um, You didn't know that we were just a... No, that all the photos that they took were black and white photos, and they themselves rendered them into color. So that's actually pretty cool. I didn't realize that. I think they still do that. I think it's it's a radiation issue. Yeah, they said that it was you'd got better quality photos in black and white than you would in color, so that's why they do it that way, which I'm a big fan of black and white photography, but that's just interesting. Like, all of the colored pictures of planets that we have weren't originally colored. They were rendered into color, and I was sad because uh, Uranus is my favorite planet, and uh, they shit on it a little bit. They said it wasn't very pretty. (laughs) Normally you shit out Uranus, but this one, they shit on it. Was it Jupiter or Saturn that you said was your favorite? Was it Jupiter or Saturn? You said was your favorite. Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, we got to yours, and you were like, yeah, that's my favorite planet. And then we got to mine, and they were just like, oh, Uranus. It was the most plain, boring planet of like them it all. It was kind of just blue. 
and <laughs> round. I've always thought it was a really pretty place. So they get to Saturn and it's like, it is just fucking spiraling ice that makes up the rings. And like any instant, we could have been shattered by any of these like four foot tall goddamn chunks of ice. And it was like, oh like god the, damn. And then it was like, we flew around down Uranus of a planet. and uh, it, was it was blue. <laughs> I do like Neptune too, though, and they got that picture of the storm. I'm thinking Neptune. of Neptune in my head. What color is Uranus? They're both blue. They're both. But blue. Neptune's got like the little swirls and stuff oh, on the yeah, surface because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got uh, storms and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I've just always thought the blue of Uranus was pretty, but apparently they didn't appreciate my planet. I wish we had a plug for wet towelettes, like an advertisement for wet towelettes. And it's like, if you've also got swirls around your anus. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Plug for a bow day goes here. If you want to advertise bidet. mistakes were made, we can do it. Bidet. Bidet. French word. See? Stick it on brand. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be a thing that we did where I tried to come up with an offensive plug for a real product without, like, you did a offensive one of HelloFresh the <laughs> time we did a pan-seared duck, I think. Was that aligned with the... Oh, fuck, what was his name? The German guy. Hitler? No, the one that ate the dude's penis. Oh, fuck, what God was his name? Damn it. Yeah, because I think we named the episode Pan-seared dick. No, we didn't name it that. Or it was definitely in the description. Yeah, it was in the description. Yeah. We didn't name it that. Fuck, what was his name? Because I remembered it for a good while. Because I was like, yeah. I'm not getting back to it. Yeah, oh well. Go find it. <laughs> it's in the description of one of the episodes. <laughs> Which I need a producer because, oh my God, I've lost momentum on putting descriptions. Like I posted well, up yeah, Mara and there's been, not currently a description on Mara. <laughs> it's been a wild couple of fucking weeks. Uh, but on the upside, uh, Kristen's situation has improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still so kind of up in the air, Still but, up not, in the air, but not, not as bad. Yeah, everything's going to be okay. It's not the worst case of the worst cases. And so we're, we're good. And that's all I'm allowed to talk about on that subject. <laughs> so moving on. Uh... The one and only topic I contributed to this episode, um, which I guess is relevant to the weirdness of this week it's or this month. Um, it's been kind of a scary-ish, sad-ish past month and a half two mm-hmm. months ish and so uh my my big topic for the day is conquering your fears and doing shit anyway so brett and i have semi well it's exciting to me and it's exciting to us so probably only semi exciting to you but super exciting mm-hmm. to us stuff coming up yeah we're uh we currently live in murfreesboro tennessee against my will not a very exciting place to be I hate this goddamn town and our lease is up in August. And what are we doing in August? Getting the absolute fuck out of Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we break down one state from here. <laughs> yeah, we've decided we're, we're saying gonna goodbye. Move to Probably bigger, better to Tennessee. Things. Maybe to Tennessee. I might have a location in mind. <laughs> but it's sure as fuck. Nowhere within driving distance of Murfreesboro. I don't want anything in Murfreesboro to accidentally stumble across my goddamn doorstep. I want to have to find Murfreesboro. 
So you guys will get the, I mean, that's a good like month and a half from now, but you guys will get the glorious, I've been driving all day podcast. Yeah, for, Here's yeah. everything I saw today. <laughs> Might get some spontaneous, here we are at a McDonald's outside of some town, a long ways, a ways, a ways away, both <laughs> from Murfreesboro and where the fuck we're trying to get to. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exciting. We're both looking forward to that. Been a little nerve-wracking yeah, though, a little I think. stressed trying to figure it out we still don't have a plan but the less of a plan that we have the funnier the story will be and I'm just going through this period of um, reminding myself that there's a reason why I got two writing degrees and nothing else <laughs> I didn't set out for a B plan you know <laughs> and you can't be a writer sitting in the same boring-ass town surrounded by the same problems. And uh, all offense to Middle Tennessee, uh, not a lot of you motherfuckers read. So it's a college town, so the people that read come and go. But, like, they never stay here. Like, the locals are just... It's like, what's a book? What you're reading for, is uh, Bill Hicks once said. Mm-hmm. Something now it's, dinged. Now it's Apple. Apple wants me to update. Um, Which is kind of relevant yeah, to... Yeah, it's a Bill Hicks joke. Where he's like, yeah, I was sitting in a Waffle House in Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee, and I was reading a book in the waitress What you reading for? She, what you reading for? I don't know. Guess I read for a lot of reasons. Number one, so I don't become a fucking waffle waitress. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I just, I don't know, man. I've been working in the pawn shop, and... It's just a sea of sadness just all day, and Mark's gone, and, you know, Mark used to let me write. If, the, if he needed me to do something, he'd tell me, but I was allowed to sit over there and read or write. And now something is minor is doing your edits for the day or helping with the podcast description writing a letter pretty to my, well yeah, impossible. Writing a letter to my friend who checked herself into rehab, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it took me an hour and a half to write a page and a half and it's like I could have done this in 15 fucking minutes I knew what I wanted to say but like at a certain point you're like guys I the pawn shop job means a lot to me because Mark meant a lot to me and Josh means a lot to me you know but it's changed it's changed now it's smile in their face as you tell them the bad news as opposed to you're 350 days past the due date on your pod but you're still coming in here and telling me you're getting your TV TV's still sitting back there bro and we'll cut you a deal when you come in you know like it's we're becoming a pawn shop whereas when Mark was alive it it wasn't like that it had a heart to it it's it's just a business now it's just a business you look in their face, get them in financial fucked up trouble. And it, it's never been that before. Like, yeah. I don't want to turn into that type of a human being who's comfortable with doing that sort of a thing. And I am a lot more comfortable uh, making the mad dash to an undisclosed location that will be disclosed in the future. Um, <laughs> but And I'm happy that I get to do it with you. And on that note, and that's Jackson, actually and Winston and Max. <laughs> that's a perfect segue. Any into... other people who are sick of this goddamn town who want to run off to an undisclosed location? 
do it. <laughs> you can fly back here for less than $500 in the event of an emergency. Just have that sitting in a savings account. Worst case scenario, you move right the fuck back to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but you left. So you're a little different. You're a lot a more interested and you're not going to be an auto mechanic until the day you die. But it's <laughs> actually a perfect segue into something you and I were talking about maybe last night. I don't remember exactly when we had that conversation, but... Um... I don't know. I drank a lot. <laughs> you also don't know what I'm going to say, so it's a yeah. little, a little like, difficult for you to know. When did it happen? It's like, give me some context clues. <laughs> we but, learned a word today because context clues, but anyway, go ahead. We did. Um, but we were sitting outside talking, I think it was last night, um, about how I feel like, anyway, this relationship has changed both of us a little bit, and I yeah. feel like for the better, like with any relationship, you know, we, we have our moments where... We're fighting over dumb things for no reason, and then we realize later we were. Yeah. I was fighting with you over dumb things for no reason. Well, like the big, the big change that you brought up to me that I'd hardly really noticed was when you met me. Like I, I have post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. um, and I'm bipolar, so it's a very strange mix. And when Kristen moved in, I was hammered at like three in the afternoon, and there were guns all over the apartment. I had to have a gun with me every time I left the house and I couldn't handle like more than two people in front of me at a time and I'd freak out and leave my cart in the grocery store and just drive to another grocery store and just be like well they'll put all those groceries back the shades are always shut as the sun's going down and the doors are all locked it, it was just the most terrifying goddamn thing you know like and then slowly we've reached the point I let my um my carry permit expire, and I, I keep a gun nearby, you know, so well, I that have one at work. That wasn't necessarily stuff, intentional, it just kind of happened. We noticed that the gun on the coffee pot, or near the coffee pot, <laughs> not the gun on the coffee pot, <laughs> uh, that I keep in the kitchen, that, you know, uh, that one has found a new location, so it's not out and about, and the only gun that is visible in the entire thing is the one that's on the nightstand, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's been massive changes in the, that's the big one you brought up yeah yesterday yeah, and you, you come in and you don't lock the door behind you you uh, yeah. like we still shut the blinds when the sun goes down but it's more a passing like oh people can see and we should probably shut the yeah. blinds versus like the sun's going down let's shut mm-hmm. the blinds and um, like on my end this big exciting change that's coming up um, like I uh like i can be a little ocd and like a little anal about things like i've had oh your favorite planet uranus (laughs) (laughs) i I wanted to that one time to analyze a thing or two no (laughs) no i was gonna say we did that card game forever ago when you had to do the cards for um yeah arroyo's class and i kept trying to pronounce it banal (laughs) like i was like i would not give that up you're like it's (laughs) banal uh... every time you're like it's still not banal. <laughs> Are you sure? I feel like it is. <laughs> For context, my assignment was we had all these different books and we had to pick individual lines. And I think it was something like 20 or 35 mm-hmm. uh, random sentences you had to pull out of all the books. That, that was fun. Had and then like align them. And so Kristen and I wrote down our favorite quotes from these books. And we made a story. And there were like fucking 50 cards. And then we just 
dealt them out to each other and played like a version of spades <laughs> we gotta do that again sometime. it was really it was fun we fun. made like our own little like short story out of yeah. those sentences we picked out god bless arroyo go buy his <laughs> book i've got his book let me give him a proper plug he was impressed by that though. western avenue and other fictions by fred arroyo because I remember you, you told him we did it that way. And he was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was like, oh, that's a really cool way of going about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I, I, certain experiences in my life have led me to be, like, I feel uncomfortable if I don't have some measure of control over the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a thing that I've kind of, like, eased into as our relationship has gone on, like, not everything has to be like perfectly structured and perfectly planned like we have this like big change coming up in the relatively new f- or near future and i'm just like oh it's gonna be fun and that's all there is to it that's all there has to be it's because i'm slowly trying to m- bend you into buddhism <laughs> <laughs> like i'm a quasi buddhist <laughs> all i know right now is that we must flow like water but that's that whole concept of we were listening to an Alan Watts. I think it was Alan Watts, right? Where he was Either saying, an "Alan Watts or Duncan Trussell." Stop worrying about your worry and lean into your worry. Yeah, like just Wait, no. That's the Duncan Trussell. Lean Duncan? into who you are. Yeah. I thought it was the. They Watts both one. talk about it, but Duncan's the one who has the one that's titled "Lean Into Who You Are." So I think that's where it is. Might be the same. No, Watts was talking about if you're afraid of being afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doubly afraid for no yeah. reason. Yeah, patients in the hospital um, who are told not to worry because they need rest, but the whole reason they need rest is because there's a debilitating disease that they can't stop worrying about. Thus, they don't worry, or thus they worry and never feel better. Mm-hmm. Is that the one? <coughs> but anyway, <coughs> semi recently, but it's the same concept either way. Yeah, like, go listen to Alan Watts for like six hours a day. And <laughs> feel better. Uh, so, so that's what I, I am embracing at this stage of my life, leaning into the unknown, mm-hmm. and I'm excited. It's the most important lesson I think my mom ever taught me. Like my mom learned it from a um, what do you call it, where you hook yourself into the the, the rope. Oh, and, um, zip lining. Yeah. She learned it on a zip lining trip that she took in Costa Rica. Like, it was like her first vacation as like a single woman. Yeah, we've talked about that once already. Friend, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she came back from that and her whole perspective had changed. It was like that happened the year that Tim McGraw song happened where it was like, live like you were dying. Well, she had already. Had she married your dad yet at that point? Had they? Yeah, it was uh, like in my 20s. Oh, so, so, yeah, like I feel like, which granted that's life changing because she conquered a thing she was, you know, legitimately afraid yeah. of. But like your mom lives in England and moved all the way to America for I'm assuming the first time ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a massive... And then in her 40s... Like, like she's a very like fearless her, woman. Her late 40s, she figured out that if she was just brave enough, as Will Smith puts it on his uh, perspective on skydiving, mm-hmm. to just step out of the door and let what happens, happens. As Tyler Durden would say in Fight Club, <laughs> let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And I owe a lot of that to my mom, you know, this concept of... 
you know, it, it needs to be regimented in the day-to-day, but the overall arc does not need to be planned in six months in advance. Yeah. You need to be able, when the time comes, to walk out of the door with whatever the fuck you've made for yourself. So it's better to have semi-prepared. But the biggest thing is when day zero happens, you walk out that door, you get in that goddamn rider truck, and you get the fuck out of Dodge. You have no control over what's going to happen in a couple of days of driving. No idea what the fuck's going to happen when you get there. But you're not going to spontaneously die. Yeah. Are there 28-year-olds living in this place that we may be moving to? There are. There are indeed. It is another college town. It's got a prettier view. <laughs> and there are other jobs there. Yeah. The 28-year-olds are not all homeless in this place that we're going to. (laughs) They live there. They deal with all of the seasons. That'll be a change. It'll be a massive change. That'll be a change. You've lived other places. I've lived, like, in this southeast area of the U.S. my whole life. I've lived in the true south. Fucking Florida, New Mexico, Texas. I was born in Florida. So was Ben. Yeah. Were you born in the Panhandle? I was born in Winter Park, which is relatively close to Orlando. Is that in the Panhandle? Mm-hmm. Panhandle's the flat part. The other yeah, part's I'm, the dick. Dick's I think got so. Miami I think it's in the on. flat part. I think Orlando's like the middle of the dick. I don't know. I'd have to... I, I didn't live there by kindergarten. I didn't by know kindergarten. you were born in Florida. Yeah, we've had this conversation before, because that's when you told me Ben was born Probably, in like, Pensacola, Probably, but again, right? I have a drinking problem. Wasn't Ben born in Pensacola? Yeah, something. Yeah, because yeah, we've talked about this. Then you were born in. Oh fuck! I have that. I saved it in my text. This Oxford is how, shit. That's right. It's how sentimental I am. Brett <laughs> sent me when we first started dating. We had this conversation of like where we were like born and where we grew up and all this stuff like that. And he sent me a text, and I was like, I'll never fucking remember Did that. You just try to hit me with that. You're like, I told you I was born in Florida two and a half years ago at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was like, well, you saved that text message. I was just like, I'm sure it'll come up again later. You're like, I told you when I was born. I was like, I was I was like you weren't born. Yeah, you know, well, mine was a little easier. I was born in Florida. Like it's in the U.S. I was like, I don't even fucking know. I was born in England. In England. I gave you told me specifically where you said born in oxford shit yeah you told me uh, that yeah, i was like no, i won't um, remember that <laughs> no oxford is uh green hills mom has driven me through it before like uh, the last couple of times i've been through there and it's just rolling green hills and i've been to the town that i was born in i've not been to the hospital because the base it was no longer there. It was uh, oh, it was like a on base hospital. Yeah, it's the the base that the all those autographs in the hallway. Oh, like that goodbye to my dad. I didn't know the, that. The, yeah, it's uh, Hayford, I believe. It, it used to be a military base. My mom used to tell these stories. She's like, yeah, the gypsies would park right outside the base because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, much like the place that we're trying to get to, and. <laughs> She was like, yeah, the gypsies were always out there. And then, like, when we drove out past that place last time, the gypsies were out there. Like, these, like you, you see them on Peaky Blinders, and you're like, the gypsies are not a real thing. These motherfuckers still live in caravans. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like Snatch with, uh... 
Brad Pitt, mm -hmm. not Ben Affleck. <laughs> Brad Pitt, where he's like, got a caravan? <laughs> Do you like dags? Do you like dags? <laughs> Where she goes sometimes. The, the gypsies are they're, they're brilliant people, but they are a, a strange group. You still get fucked up by some gypsies. Do they have razors in their hats? No, they've all got knives. They <laughs> <will> stab you. <laughs> they they will cut your eyes out of your head. The gypsies are. Oh, you have one of those hats now. We could put a razor in your hat. We should put a razor in my hat. Then I'd feel a lot more manly wearing that. <laughs> I, I have, like it. It looks I, good I, on you. I have like a Peaky Blinders hat. But when you are in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it's appropriate weather for a trench coat and that kind of a hat, everybody looks at you like, who's that queer? And it's like, this is a respectable outfit. Like, I don't know what to tell you people. I'm sorry. I never make funny overalls. <laughs> you guys are dressed up in baby bibs. Give me my hat. Baby Give me bibs. my hat. I've never heard it referred as that. That's funny. The people are all dressed up like picnic tables with your plaid and your horse shit. Did you wear it while you were in England? Yeah, I wore it everywhere. People gave me compliments. <laughs> That's funny. It looks good on you, though. I liked it. That baby pic... Or, I guess you weren't really a baby. Well, you were a toddler. Every other one I've had has been like, oh, my foot... Um, I've tried on a bunch of them, and every other one that I tried on gave me like this weird paunch on the side of my mm -hmm. head, you know? Which was an issue. Hmm. Right. Yeah. My bouncing? Yeah, bouncing. You gotta pee? No. Oh no, you spilled ah, wine! I spilled wine! Every drop is precious. My Merlot. 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 I think that's an Italian word. I'm not going to give that one to the French. <laughs> Is Merlot Italian or French? I don't know. I believe it's Italian, but it it's can't probably be. Italian. Ooh, oh, God. <laughs> my apologies, so. Need a shock mount for my wine before you spill it. Jack's came to say hi. He's like, I heard there was spilled booze. I'd I, like to I heard there that. were a lot of interruptions in the middle of the episode, <laughs> and uh, I thought I'd tag this, along. This episode that's going nowhere. Who's a good Unlike boy? us. Who's a good boy? You ready to move to an undisclosed location? Yeah. <laughs> Did he just grumble at you? Yeah. I'm grumpy. He's been in a good mood today. He has been. He got special dinner twice this week. Yeah, probably because last night I just laid down on the floor and kept trying to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, you have to hear this story. This is not sorry. This it's is, been a long this episode is everywhere, but this is just us unwinding finally because it's been a long ass month. But no, so Brett and I somehow ended up laying down on the carpet together in the living room. I guess he was. Were you petting Jax at that time? I don't remember. I was petting Jax on the floor, yeah. and I was like, I'm just gonna go to bed. So then we were just <laughs> laying on the floor. Like lamenting the, the fact that you can't see the stars here because we yeah. were staring at the sky and all you can see is traffic lights. <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, got up and made the coffee and all that because I prepped the coffee for the next morning, the night before. And then Brett's legit falling asleep. And I was like, you can't do that. You can't fall asleep there. Finally get him up. He goes into the bedroom and I'm still like getting ready for bed. And I, I wear contacts. I am considered legally blind without my contacts. And I have the worst eyesight humanly possible. I walk into the bedroom, don't see Brett anywhere, so I'm like, ah, oh, he went back outside. 
And then all I hear is what I thought was fake snoring from the floor in the corner of the room in the dark that I can't see and nearly died of a heart attack. Because Brett is laying on the floor in front of the dresser (laughs) trying to fuck with me. Head on a (laughs) shoebox. Head on a shoebox. He's over there giggling, cracking himself up because he was like, I thought it'd be funny if I just passed out over here and you didn't notice. Like, I can't fucking see anything. I'm not going to notice. And then I opened up the shoebox, and I was like, cats like shoeboxes. I was, uh, I got a little toasty last night. It was like, I, 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 I don't have two days off in a week. I've got Wednesdays off and Sundays off, so I get hammered on Saturdays and Tuesdays at just a level that is just inconsiderate to other human beings. I got fucking lit up, and then I opened up that shoebox, and I, I got Winston, and I was like, Winston's going to like the shoebox, and he loved it because there was paper in it, and then he was completely content with eating the paper, and then I pulled the paper out. No, I then, pulled the paper yeah, out, and yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. trying to find a place to stash it, and you were like, why don't you go throw it away? I was like, because it's so far You're away. Like, Where do I put it? And I was like, I don't know, the trash can? It but anyway, so fucking, um, I was like, I'm going to put Winston back in the shoebox, it'll be, you know, if he fits, he sits, he's a cat, hmm. you know, like, it's going to be one of those. And this motherfucker tightened up, spun around, he goes, I know I was standing in there two minutes ago, and now I'm going to eat your fucking hand. <laughs> You took the paper, or I took the paper away. Yeah. I didn't want it anymore. You tried to put a toy in there for him. He sleeps on the bed. Why would he want a box? He was so pissed off by the time we went to sleep. He's like, leave me alone, you son of a bitch. He sleeps at the foot of the bed. He's not going to trade that in for a box. God damn it. He, yeah, he, he was too much. Too fucking much. And then this morning we found out that if you scratch him right above his tail, he Mm. loves it so much he almost comes on himself. (laughs) He spun around and started like gnawing on my fucking like like he was gnawing on his own back. (laughs) (laughs) Not in a hurtful way, just in an itchy way. He's like, that's all I've ever wanted. If somebody would have just scratched my butt earlier, I wouldn't have been this angry of a shithead. Max likes it, but he just arches up into it. He doesn't, like, react. <laughs> no, it was like when I pit that special spot on Jax's chest. Like, it was that same reaction, but cat form. Like, Winston was like, oh, my God, nobody's ever touched my tail. <laughs> Bless his fat little heart. I'm going to oh, buy him that, that cat exercise wheel that I told you about. He won't yeah. use it. He'll just lay in it. But. Yeah, Kristen's found like some sort of cat treadmill. It's like a giant hamster wheel. I was like, he but for is cats. just gonna fall asleep in yeah. the center of that thing. He's, <laughs> he was a vicious wild beast at one point. Now he's just fat. <laughs> Sleeps oh. all day. Gets treats when Jack's pees. Living God, the life. <sighs> we are all over the place. Yeah, we are. I'm just thinking about dinner. Oh, like I'm God. hungry. <laughs> Assume we're set out on time. Oh, do we have any other topics? Mm, we didn't have any topics to begin with. How would we have other topics? <laughs> we had no topics starting out. Ugh. What are we at? Hour six. Woo! Dinner time. Dinner time. What do you want to do for dinner? Ooh, you guys. That Hello Fresh Fresh came today. The Hello Fresh. That Hello Fresh Fresh. fresh. We got duck. For members of the black community. Poor, oh, why got are you that gonna, fresh, fresh. Why are you gotta be like that? Nobody white says fresh, fresh. 
<laughs> that is a Will Smith. Theo Vaughn, that gang gang. Gang gang. <laughs> uh, we got Theo, if you're listening, we would love to interview you on our podcast and we love you. Or so. be on your podcast. I would yeah, I would accept that too. Uh, but we got duck gang. pork burgers and barramundi, I think is how you pronounce it. It's some kind of fish. Barramundi. Some kind of fish that I've never had. We're, we're, we're living vicariously Ooh, through HelloFresh. Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett and I may quit this podcast and just become star chefs. Uh, yeah. Sponsored by HelloFresh, who serves everything but pan-seared cock. Mm-hmm. Cannot get pan-seared dick. But they do apparently have a new grilling box, so maybe if you're lucky, you'll get grilled. You get to grill box, grilled but penis. you can't get pan-seared dick. Maybe you'll get grilled penis. Who knows? a joke about cutting out a woman's vagina and throwing it on a chart grilled box. Okay. You're welcome. Some of these are reaching a bit, (laughs) just so you know. know, Try it. That's all you can ask. Uh, Where can you find us on Twitter? Uh, That would be at Nightmare Box Pro. What about Facebook? Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Hit me with that Insta. At Nightmare Box Productions. Spotify? We're Forever. There. Just look us up. What's the website? Uh, that would be the nightmarebox.blog. Got some crazy shit coming down the pipe, team. Where can you email us? Yeah, where can you email us? <laughs> that would be nightmareboxproductions at gmail. If you're trying to reach me directly, I guess it's bluebrett91 at gmail. <laughs> Fucking you know, hit me up. But, um... <laughs> No, like we want to, um, we're going to have Shelby on, um, on Friday and we want to find more people of that ilk. You know, mm-hmm. we, we want more writers and filmmakers and people that are interested in, in, in doing some work. Um, and you've got a limited amount of time to do it because, uh, we're getting the fuck out of Dodge. We out. So we out this bitch telling this bitch to move and get out of my way. <laughs> She's all up in my way. She can get the fuck off of the highway. <laughs> As Ludacris once said. <laughs> all right. Because <coughs> Brett tries to die at the tail end of the podcast. He tried to die right before the podcast too, so synchronicity. That my fault. I blame this goddamn town and its urine-tasting water and its Fucking humid, humid weather with lying weathermen. It's fucking. It's supposed to rain today. It's just that was a whole rant morning. that I had prepped that I never went on. Oh. Fuck meteorologists. Yeah. I'll just end on that. Yeah, end in the podcast with if you're a meteorologist, I hope your mother dies choking on cocks of a person of a different ethnicity, and you don't understand that person. That's what I want for meteorologists. I was going to cheers you, but I don't feel like I want, I want to cheers to, to that. I, I want their mothers to die choking on penises of a person whose language they don't understand. Who then screams Team Trump and bounces out this motherfucker. I'm not cheersing you to that. Don't even lift your glass. <laughs> I'm not cheersing you to that. I'm sorry, we don't have our shock uh, fucking holder. <laughs> our bread shock mount. I'm going to put you on a shock mount. <laughs> Absorb some mount, of this. Baby. Fucking light me up. Put battery cables on my nips and shit. What? What? <laughs>
God. No, people are Quit. sticking around. You can't wind lunch. up at the tail end. I or can do whatever the down. fuck I want to. Oh. All right. I love you. I love you. I love you more. I love you most. You're a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of days with Shelby and uh, the curious Corvid. It'll be interesting. <laughs> see you then.